0: Now today the theme that we are covering is fluoride to fit with our weekly theme of oral health around the UK. Water fluoride is something that we talk about a lot. Here at the Oral Health Foundation, we are very pro water fluoride, but we've brought in Dr. Lewis McKenzie, who is the Chief Dental Officer at Denplan and also a lecturer at Birmingham University. He knows an awful lot about fluoride and the benefits of it, as well as how we have done our research to make sure that it is safe for all of us. A big thanks to Oral B as well for introducing us to Lewis. We had a really interesting conversation and it couldn't have happened without you, so thank you. Thank you for sitting and uh, spending some time talking to me about this topic. I know it's something that you have a lot of knowledge on. Um, if anyone listening doesn't know who you are, do you want to just give yourself a quick introduction as to who you are, what you do?
1: Hi, hi, Sophie. Thanks very much. Uh, yeah, my name is Lewis Mackenzie. I'm the head dental officer at Dentplan, um, and um, I've been a dentist for over thirty years, and I've been involved in dental education for twenty years. Uh, I'm a lecturer a part-time lecturer at uh, Birmingham University and at King's College in London so uh, a massive thank you to the Oral Health Foundation for for asking me to come and chat to you about the uh, the exciting subject of uh, water fluoridation
0: yeah well it's it, it's it is exciting and it is it is interesting when you start to look into it and um, i have to be honest before i started working at the at the foundation i didn't really know very much about fluoride in general let alone water fluoride so I mean, what what is water fluoridation?
1: Well, it's quite simply, this is about adding fluoride to tap water, so we get it up to this sort of key level, which is one part per million in the water, which is about one milligram per uh, per liter. Um, and and then by uh, people drinking fluoridated water and using it for cooking, uh, this can help them to prevent uh, tooth decay. Um, and it works in children, and it works in adults as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Why fluoride? What makes it so important for our oral health?
1: Fluoride is. Uh, we'll probably recognise uh, recognise the name because it's the active ingredients in toothpastes, you know, such as those made by our friends at uh, at Oral B. Um, uh, but fluorides themselves, it's actually it, a fluoride is actually a chemical compound uh, that's got fluorine in it, which is a natural element, and one of uh, and one other element, um, and it co- occurs in water everywhere and also in in soil. Um, And and way back in 1945 in the United States, it was discovered that uh, in a particular area of Michigan, in a a town called Grand Rapids, um, they realized that the population there had significantly less tooth decay. And scientists eventually found out that this was because they were drinking water that had this fluoride in it naturally at this, uh, this right level. So fluoridation means adding a little bit more fluoride if it's needed to get the tap water up to the level when it's just just right and it's at this protective level.
0: That's really interesting. I didn't know about that. That's then how they found out how important it was, just by sheer coincidence of, of looking at, oh, well, this town has actually brilliant dental health and, oh, it's because of their water supply. That's really, that's really interesting. So... How exactly does the fluoride work?
1: Well, it stops tooth decay. First thing we need to do is sort of think about how our teeth actually decay. Um, Mm -hmm. Tooth decay is unfortunately, it is still, and it always has been, it's the most common disease in the world. It affects millions and millions of uh, of people across the world. Uh, And it it shouldn't really happen because enamel, our enamel is the hardest substance in the human body. It's harder than our bones. It's actually as hard as steel. uh, but unfortunately, enamel has got this Achilles heel and it's that it will dissolve in, in acids. Um, uh, now, so we've all got plaque on our teeth. Uh, and if this hangs around for too long, if we, if we, if we, if we don't brush our teeth, uh, for example, the, the bacteria um, in the plaque produce acids um, as part of a, their chemical processes. And it's these acids um, that generated by the bacteria that actually dam- damage the enamel. Um, And if the enamel continues to dissolve, uh, you actually get a cavity. You actually get a hole in the tooth. Um, But up to that point, the process is completely reversible. Once a cavity forms, uh, a tooth will need to have a filling. You need to you need to go and see a dentist. But up to the point where it forms a cavity, fluoride can actually prevent or even reverse this this decaying process before that cavity forms.
0: How then does the fluoride protect the teeth? I know it's important, but how does it how does it work? Uh,
1: the first one of called systemic effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, now this is particularly sort of focused on children, and the way that this works is if if children if they take enough fluoride in in their diets when their teeth are developing. It actually improves the chemical structure of the enamel on their teeth, creates a substance that's called fluorohydroxyapatite. Um, now, this substance is more resistant to uh, attack by acids. Um, so, the benefits can actually start before you're even born, and they can continue up until uh, you're uh, about eight, 18, uh, age 18. To, to 20 this is when your last teeth are developing if you've got wisdom teeth that is uh, that is when they will will erupt so that's the first one the systemic effects it actually makes the teeth stronger the next one is called topical effects or surface effects. Now, this was discovered in the in the 1950s. Now, this is the most important uh, effect of, of fluoride, uh, and this helps your teeth after they've erupted. Um, so children and, and adults throughout life, when the teeth are dissolving or decaying, as I was talking about, the actual process is called demineralization. Uh, and it's called that because the minimal, minerals in the teeth, such as calcium and phosphate, they actually come out of the enamel into the saliva. Um, now, if you've got some fluoride about, then if it's in sufficient concentration, this actually helps the minerals go back into the enamel. Uh, now, unsurprisingly, this, proce- this process, a bit of the process is called remineralization. And when these minerals go back into the teeth, it actually makes the enamel stronger than it was before. Of course, this this is where uh, fluoride toothpastes uh, were 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 invented back back in the fifties. The, the first one was actually from was from Oral B. Uh, it was it was Crest. Crest was that was the first ever fluoride toothpaste, um, and in fact, it was one of the first TV adverts as well. I'm not old enough to, quite to remember that, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, but uh, but so Crest, that was made by Procter and Gamble uh, and Oral-B is now part of the uh, part of the Procter and Gamble uh, family. So so these topical effects really sort of do help explain that so really since the 1970s, there's been a dramatic improvement in, in people's oral health uh, across the world uh, and, and a massive amount of that uh, has been co- caused by by fluoride uh, and, and then the final action so we've got the systemic we've got the topical and then the final action where fluoride can help is actually acts on the bacteria in our mouths themselves um, and it can actually reduce the amount of acid that, that they produce uh, it does this by interfering with the the bacterial uh, enzymes mm. so it's a sort of a three three sort of pronged attack uh, but they all aim to do the same thing
0: so if we then added a load of fluoride to the water supply, which is what the, the water fluoridation essentially means to get it up to that level that you were talking about earlier, does that then mean we don't need to brush our teeth?
1: <laughs> well, uh, no, uh, def- definitely not. <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, we still need to brush our teeth twice twice a day um, and uh, ideally using a, uh, a, 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 an electric toothbrush with the, the, the round oscillating, rotating head because that will get more plaque off. We also, of course, need to look at our diets and limit the amount of sugar that we've got in our diets. Um, And this is actually why fluoridation has been shown to be extra effective in poorer areas of the country or poorer areas of the world. Uh, because there are so many studies that show uh, that in these areas, people tend to have more unhealthy diets, more sugar in the diets, for example, uh, and they don't brush their teeth as often. So these are areas where fluoridation of the water has an even more dramatic effect, um, because it's always available uh, to uh, to the children and, and to adults as well.
0: So one of the things that comes up a lot um, you know, say if, if we do a piece of activity around fluoride and the benefits of fluoride, then it's always brought up that there can be risks to fluoridation and um, water fluoride and safety generally is gen- a concern, whether it's misinformed or not is a, is a different conversation. But the issue of safety does come up a fair bit. So how can we know it's safe to to use what kind of research has been done around the safety of the of fluoridation
1: well it's such a brilliant question uh, sophia and, and absolutely uh, safety is absolutely key but the good news is uh, that the safety of fluoridation has been proved beyond doubt all over the world uh, because fortunately now we've got 70 years uh, of evidence that drinking and cooking with water with this amount of fluoride is completely safe and can have the sort of the, the sort of the sort of eight key benefits uh, for children and adults. Uh, so reduced number of decayed teeth reduces or ideally eliminates the need to have teeth filled reduces the risk of missing teeth if you've got if you have fluoride when you're a child you're, the, the, the studies for for decades have shown you're going to get a less missing teeth as an adult it increases the percentage of children who've never had any tooth decay at, at all which is amazing so children are going to get less uh, less toothache we're going to get less abscesses on teeth as well. Now, because if a cavity continues to grow, it gets through the enamel, it gets to the dentine of the tooth, which is a bit softer on the inside, and then it can move more rapidly. Um, and then eventually if if it's not fixed by a dentist then it can actually get into the pulp of the tooth which is the soft middle bit of uh, of the tooth with the nerves and blood vessels in it Uh, and this is a dental abscess Uh, and uh, quite often particularly with children if they have to have um, if they get a dental abscess quite often they actually have to have the tooth uh, taken out Mm -hmm. so literally just by fluoridating the the water and reducing this risk um we're going to get fewer teeth taken out now often with, with when children are having teeth um, removed because they're decayed they have to have this done in hospital and so they have to have a general anaesthetic in, in fact it is the most common cause of children having young children having to go to hospital of course this takes up masses of nhs uh, resources um uh, with 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 anesthetists with mm-hmm. with, with hospital beds with uh, operating theaters uh, with with nursing uh, with nursing staff with doctors and dentists um and so if we can actually reduce that that really sort of helps the nhs and there's another side to it as well it, because it's been shown in fluoridated areas if you actually reduce the amounts of uh, uh, amount of dental disease, this massively reduces uh, the uh, the cost of having to have dental treatment, having to have fillings and things like that. So um, in fluoridated areas, as the, the, the studies show, you can actually get about a 60% saving on dental treatment as well, which is obviously great for patients, um, but it's brilliant for the NHS as well, because <laughs> as, as we know, funds are have never been more needed in, in the wider uh, medical profession.
0: Yeah, a lot of benefits then to fluoride that the average person maybe wouldn't necessarily know. And it, God, yeah, it can do masses for you. So why, why isn't everywhere given access to fluoridated water? If it has this many benefits to it,
1: again, that's uh, such a such a really really uh, important point. Uh, and of course, in some areas, in a few areas uh, of the UK and, and across the world, the, the level of fluoride is exactly right, just just uh, naturally. But in most places in the UK, the natural level level is is too low to have this beneficial effect. So most places need some extra artificial fluoride um adding so this does create these these uh barriers uh, to to, uh, to to fluoridating the whole of the uk which are hopefully these barriers are going to come down soon uh, now the first one of course is you know like any sort of uh processing uh, process uh, with 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 water treatment there's a cost to it Um, But the research has shown now uh, that the long term financial benefits massively outweigh the initial cost of actually putting fluoride into uh, into drinking water. Second challenge is that currently it's the local authorities. They actually have to tell the the water companies to fluoridate the water in that in that, that particular area. This then creates a challenge because obviously uh, the UK is divided up into all these different sort of um, uh, areas and the water might actually come from a different area. For example, I live in in Birmingham and we get our drinking water, which is fluoridated, but we get it from Wales. Um, So so hopefully this new centralised NHS bill will help to overcome these sort of local, uh, local problems. And finally, and possibly one of the, the biggest challenges that we, we're actually going to we're actually going to face is that in the past, as, as I'm, I'm sure your, your listeners have, uh, uh, have read, that there have been public protests uh, about mm-hmm. people having fluoride put into their drinking water, um, even though obviously it, it is for their benefit. Um, we've only just got to think about sort of the recent um, protests around the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, where although you know it was saving millions uh, of lives across the world people had a choice they 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 could they could have the vaccine or they could not have the vaccine now fortunately of course most most the vast vast majority of people had um, had their vaccinations but with water it's more tricky um, because everybody drinks water so so you can't really choo- choose not not to uh, not not to have it uh, again even even if you're even if you're living in an area now that's not fluoridated um you might be drinking some bottled water uh, uh or, or, or some drinks or some food products they're actually made in a factory in a fluoridated area so so it is a real challenge so so this is this is going to be one of the challenges that we're going to have to face as a, as a nation is, is is for the public health. Uh, benefits to outweigh the the negative uh, the negative negative aspects, which which are bound to crop up. I, I, I read a really good uh, article very recently um, just on this subject by um, by Sir Paul Beresford. He he's he's an MP, um, but he's also a dentist, uh, and he's originally from from New Zealand. Now, Hastings uh, in New Zealand is one of the world's first areas to fluoridate, the first cities to fluoridate their water. This was in uh, 1954. Now, as the story goes, when the the mayor of Hastings, uh, actually the ceremony to actually pull the lever for the water fluoridation, this was the beginning of an absolute public uh, outcry in that area. People are uh, apparently immediately sort of putting every sort of Ache or pain or ailment uh, that they were experiencing, down to the fact that they'd got fluoride in their water. Uh, he, he wrote that apparently one of the worst things was that New Zealanders were, were actually sort of um, complaining that it had made their tea, tea taste differently. It made their tea taste funny. But then the sort of the the sort of the, the ironic thing that was revealed a few weeks later. Uh, was was that the, the ceremony was literally that it was just a ceremony and the actual pulling of the lever actually hadn't put any fluoride in the, in the water because the uh, the part they were still waiting for the part that connected the pipe which oh was which God. was coming up which was coming all the way from uh from the UK so so that that's one you know you know that's one good example where you know uh public perception might 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 sort of um uh cause, cause a little bit of friction. Uh, I, I remember a, an example that I was, we were taught when we were students at Birmingham Dental School. Birmingham was one of the first places to be fluoridated, uh, well, the, the first place to be fluoridated artificially in, in the UK. Uh, and almost immediately, uh, this this was in 1964. Uh, and almost immediately, um, there, there were there were protests, and there was a lobby. There was an anti-fluoridation lobby created. Now, one of the one of the key spokespeople um, for for this lobby was was a very famous novelist. Um, uh, and, uh, and she wrote to the, to, to the local uh, uh, the, the local water board and said that uh, I, I, I shall uh, I shall no longer be drinking uh, drinking any water uh, that comes out of out of the tap uh, uh, because it's because it's been fluoridated. Uh, now I'm going to switch to drink entirely. And, and she meant, mentioned the name of a, a famous a famous bottled water. Anyway, uh, uh, Birmingham Dental School, there's loads of, there's there's loads of scientists there, so so, uh, on on reading this letter, they sort of uh, had the bright idea to actually test the bottled water. Uh, that uh, that the, this this famous person was, was drinking, and, and lo and behold, it, it contained considerably more fluoride uh, than the the tiny level of fluoride that was being put into the water in uh, in Birmingham. Uh, and the famous story is that they they wrote a a, a nice letter to say uh, to to say this that. Actually, you know, the water you're drinking out of the buying out of these bottles has actually got more fluoride. Uh, And apparently, got they got a beautifully worded, very very polite letter uh, back to say uh, thank you so much for doing that uh, uh, doing that research. I I will now stop drinking that water as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love stories like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) so so we are going to face these challenges but um but it's it's really it's really important that we face um we we face these challenges because fluoride obviously is 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 going to be a massive benefit uh, Mm -hmm. to to the whole population
0: yeah and it's one of the reasons that i wanted to talk about it because it we are really hopeful that it is gonna come in uk wide and we're gonna all get fluoridated water and but there isn't a lot of information out there about it and that that gap where you don't know a lot about something but oh it's going to be added to the water and just people can understand we get a little bit nervy about it so it's really good to go okay well no, these are the benefits it's all been proven and I have that conversation in a, a calm manner so that we can deal with the the, the fringe that disagree with it and i love that story of the the water and the author i like that but um you know how much of the 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 uk at the moment actually has this fluoridated water
1: at the moment it's only about 10 percent. so that's it's works out about 5.8 million people in uh, in england have have been drinking fluoridated water for, for for decades um internationally 25 uh, countries have fluoridation programs and uh, so that's about 400 million people uh, across the world but w- in the uk we are way behind uh, our sort of if you like contemporaries canada usa australia new zealand uh, these countries they're about 60 to 80 percent fluoridated already you know major cities new york uh, Los Angeles, Chicago, Dublin, Rio, Hong Kong, Sydney, Melbourne um, And really a, our major cities is, is sort of uh, Newcastle, sort of the northeast area, is about 40% is, um, uh, is fluoridated and, and Birmingham, i say, which was the first in the uh, in 1964. And that's, Birmingham is actually quite a good example because um, the, the West Midlands is actually nationally one of the most deprived regions of the UK but 70% of the water is, is fluoridated uh, and so you know this creates a really um, good scientific comparison that despite this deprivation uh, five-year-olds um, living in the West Midlands have 30% less tooth decay than those living for example in uh, in, in a comparative area in uh, in London.
0: It's nice to see Newcastle on the 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 good end of a health story. I'm from Newcastle. It's nice to see we've been represented. We've got fluoride. We're doing all right. Might be loads of other problems, but we're okay. It's fine. We've got fluoride water. We've got something going for it.
1: <laughs> it's a great town. I love Newcastle.
0: Yeah, oh, it's the best. We love it. But so is Birmingham. Don't get me wrong. We're
1: <laughs> well. That's just one area we'll have to agree to disagree on. <laughs>
0: well what then can um what can the dental profession um uh, be doing to inform more people about water fluoride it's great to have conversations like this and i'm hopeful that you know people are going to take a lot away from it but if we want to get the information out to a really wide scale what more can they do
1: well again th- this has been an ongoing process for you know for, for, for as long as i can remember we've got thirty five thousand dentists in the uk dentists and their teams Constantly, um, uh, sort of um, banging the drum on this message about wa- water, uh, water fluoridation, but also uh, the, the, the there's a whole society. If if any of your listeners, let's just um, just type in um, British Fluoridation Society. There's there's decades worth of really really great information there, uh, and it's really nicely packaged. Uh, so it tells you all about the benefits. It it, it tells you all about the the, the history, uh, and uh, and so you can really make a, a, an, in, an informed uh, decision. Uh, you know if somebody asks you about it uh, as well. And then of course you know um, it, it's so fantastic the Oral, Oral Health Foundation. Uh, this is a subject that's been on the agenda literally since uh the oral health foundation was born which uh, i'm presuming was before you were born yes.
0: Yeah, uh, so, <laughs> so, so,
1: yeah, as uh, as well um uh, and and this is why it's great having events like uh national smile month because along with all the other um, public health messages this is such an important one uh and so that, that really the whole Um, dental profession is continuing to work sort of day and night to 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 sort of really uh, hammer home these these key messages the first being of course better diet and better diet which of course is not just good for our oral health it's good for for the rest of our bodies uh, uh, as well regular toothbrushing uh, with uh, with oral b products or indeed any other <laughs> any other products uh, but also supervised brushing for children as well that that that's that's a key that really is a key message um that uh that children again they, they don't understand uh, well, they don't understand what floor it is. they don't understand what tooth decay is they never had any experience of it they can't be expected to um and, and so supervised brushing of children for me is absolutely one of the key uh, elements uh, and literally uh just just brushing their teeth with them showing them how to do it teaching them how to do it and and then keep teaching them until they can absolutely do it on their own and then supervise them doing it on their own so you know that then eventually when they uh when they leave home <laughs> uh, that uh, that they're going to have really really good messages to give to their children um and, and so the whole health of the, uh, oral health of the nation um uh, continues to uh, to improve and improve and then the final um piece of the jigsaw is this fluoridation uh so uh, if we can fluoridate the whole of the uh, of the uk then we'll all get the benefits of having um Having water fluor uh, water in uh, uh, fluoride in the water, uh, and so this is going to protect the teeth as they're developing, um, mm. and also it's going to protect them uh, as it says on the British uh, uh, Health Foundation um, uh, uh, fluoridation website. Literally up until your age seventy five or more, it's going to continue to to protect uh, protect our teeth. Um, so. You know, on that subject, just as some sort of final messages for your, uh, f- for your listeners, uh, again, if you look at the studies um, uh, across, across the world, they show that more children in fluoridated areas have no decay in their teeth at all. On average, the statistics show that fluoridation saves around two teeth per child from tooth decay. Prior to the the COVID-19 pandemic, um, you know, the the latest statistics show that at that time, every day, 177 children were having teeth extracted in hospital under general anaesthetics, which which is a massive um, drain on on a health service, which is now, of course, under more strain than it's ever been in its history since 1948. by just, just that alone cost the, uh, cost the NHS 41 and a half million pounds per year for children to have to have their teeth taken out in, in hospitals. So if we can eliminate that or even massively reduce that, this is going to be a, a massive benefit to all of those kids, to all of those parents. But it's going to be a massive benefit to our amazing National Health Service as well. And then, sort of, finally, finally, the the British Society of Pediatric Dentistry, or that's children children's dentistry, uh, they they've published a position statement on water fluoridation, and it and it says this about water fluoridation, that it's got it's unique in its ability to reach all people at minimal cost, um, and that a fluoridated water supply allows populations to drink and cook with water that will benefit their oral health. So, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it, it's fantastic.
0: Dr. Lewis McKenzie there talking about water fluoride. Now, if you want to learn more about National Smile Month, then you can go to smilemonth.org or follow us on social media. And you can also get bespoke oral health advice by talking to our dental helpline. All of their information as well will be below. Now, I really hope that you enjoyed and thank you for listening.